We're going to be in Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. When my dad uh, took his first pastorate, we moved out into the country. And uh, I remember mom and dad wanting to have a garden. And uh, we had a neighbor that had a tractor, so he plowed up the ground over uh, at a plot next to the church. And uh, we planted our seed, and our garden didn't do all that well. But uh, one thing I did notice is what we planted is what came up. Uh, where we planted corn, corn came up. Where we planted beans, beans came up. Uh, and uh, the same throughout uh, the garden. And so that is a principle of life in gardening, but it's also a principle of life in spiritual things. What you plant in your life, what you sow, is what you reap. And so... Uh, as Christians, we need to understand this and take measures to sow in the right way uh, so that we can reap the right kind of benefits and blessings. Uh, Paul has been talking about how we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Uh, but now he has shifted gears and he's talking about some practical things about living the Christian life. And he's talking about sowing and reaping. Uh, he wants us to understand that the decisions we make on a day-to-day -day basis in life make a difference in the long run. Uh, what we sow, we'll reap. And so uh, the title of my message is Reaping a Harvest of Righteousness. Reaping a Harvest of Righteousness. And so look with me at Galatians 6 verse 7. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, he will also reap, because the one who sows to his flesh, or old nature, will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially those who belong to the household of faith. Reaping a harvest of righteousness. How do you do it? Well, first of all, uh, you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before I even get into the specifics of that, if you want to reap a harvest of righteousness in your life, it begins with a decision to give your heart and life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that all have sinned, and because of that, Jesus Christ came to die on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin and uh, to satisfy the justice of God so that we could be forgiven and have a relationship with God. Then Jesus rose from the dead, and the Bible says if we choose to turn from our sin in our own way to follow Jesus and receive the gift of salvation, we'll have eternal life. Uh, now, once we have eternal life, then sowing helps us have the benefits and then to enjoy the benefits, the full benefits of that relationship with Christ that we have. Uh, so how do you reap a harvest of righteousness? First of all, sow rightly. Sow rightly. Verse 7 says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. 
For whatever a man sows, he will also reap, because the one who sows to his flesh, or old nature, will reap corruption, or destruction, is another way you can translate that, from the flesh. So there's corruption. Uh, as a Christian, you have a new nature and you have an old nature. And you have a choice as to which one you feed, right? You have a choice as to which one you sow to. And so if you sow to that old nature, from that old nature, you will reap corruption in your life. You'll go down a path of corruption, and ultimately it will lead to destruction. Uh, uh, there are, are definite consequences if we stay on the path and persistently sow to that old nature. We need to sow rightly. But then he says, if we sow to the Spirit, from the Spirit we'll reap eternal life. He's not talking about salvation here. Uh, we know that we're saved and that salvation is a gift of God, but he's speaking here about the benefits of salvation. Uh, in other words, if you sow to the Spirit, you'll enjoy the benefits of the abundant life, right? Uh, Jesus said it this way, The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And so if we sow to that old nature, uh, that destruction that the enemy wants to bring to our lives can come about. But if we sow to that new nature, then as we sow to that new nature, uh, we will reap the benefits of that eternal life, that joy and that peace and so forth in our lives. Um, what does it mean to sow to the Spirit? I think, I think uh, sowing to the old nature is pretty obvious. You know, if you spend time thinking about the things that are, that are sinful, maybe uh, lustful thoughts or so forth, okay, uh, you are sowing to that old nature. If you uh, take actions of sin of some kind, you're sowing to that old nature. Whatever it may be, it may be a sin of speech, it may be a sin of sexual immorality, it might be a sin of gossip, uh, whatever it might be, you're sowing to that old nature when you take those actions. But what does it mean to sow to the Spirit? Uh, I think there's several things involved. Um, first of all, Every time we choose to obey God, we're sowing to the Spirit. Every single time. Uh, you cannot fail uh, when you choose to obey God over and over again in your life, sowing to the Spirit. Another way you sow to the Spirit is by being in God's Word. Um, the Bible says that God's Word helps us to be not conformed, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Um, and so, as you're in the Word of God, you're sowing to that new nature. Now, sometimes when a farmer sows a crop, he has to wait some time before he sees that fruit uh, come about, right? There are months that pass by. There's all this time, and he's faithfully cultivating that field, faithfully working in that field until he gets the crop. Uh, so the same thing is true of the spiritual life. When you sow, especially of the Word of God, when you sow the Word of God into your life over and over and over and over again, you're going to find, after time passes, that there's going to be fruit from that that you see in your life. Um, I, I can think of times where God may have spoken to me 
uh, through a, a scripture verse uh, when I first began reading the word of God. But after sowing and sowing and sowing and sowing for years, the benefits are completely different. They are, they're so much richer and so much better now than when I first began to sow in that area of my life. And so that, per, that persistence in sowing is important. But sowing to the Word of God, of course, being in church is something that you sow uh, to the Spirit, okay? You're in God's presence with God's people, receiving encouragement from them, being ministered to by the body of Christ is one way of sowing to the Spirit. You're hearing the Word of God. Uh, you're worshiping with God's people. Uh, there's something special about being in God's house, and it sows to that new nature that you have and to the Holy Spirit's work in your life. Um, you sow to the Spirit through prayer. Um, when you uh, bring your cares to God, you cast your cares on Him, and you tell Him about what's going on in your life, and you thank Him, and you praise Him, and uh, you keep your sins confessed, and all these things, and you're, you're going to God, and you're communicating with God, and you're hearing from God in His Word. As you do that, you're sowing to the Spirit. Um, one of the neat things that it says, if you're anxious, uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you're praying to God, you're thanking God, and after a season of time in doing that, God brings his peace. That's a sowing to the Spirit, okay? So you need to sow rightly. Instead of sowing to the old nature, sow to the new nature. Now, if you're like me, you blow it. I won't ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure that all of us, because I know the Bible says all have sinned, and 1 John says, if any man says he's without sin, he's a liar and the truth is not in him. So I won't even ask for a show of hands, but I know that all of us sow to that old nature sometimes. But the key is, confess that, ask God to change your heart, ask God to fill you with the Spirit and help you walk in victory over those things. And then take steps to walk and sow to that new nature in your life. If there's something that's causing temptation in your life, don't make it easily accessible. <coughs> I remember there's a man in my dad's church growing up. I didn't know who he was, but, but he, he told me about this, and he said the man was struggling with pornography. He said, do you have any pornography in your house? He said, yeah, my, I got a whole closet full of it. He said, that's your problem. <laughs> Get rid of it. Uh, Throw it out, burn it, whatever, but, but get rid of it. You don't need that in your house. It's going to cause you to be tempted, and you'll be sowing to that in your life. And so part of sowing rightly is dealing with things wisely in your life. Take steps to help yourself sow rightly in every day. In, that's one of those things you can have a victory every day, can't you? Sowing and reaping you could have a victory in sowing each day as you make the right choice isn't that encouraging um praise god that you i mean you may have messed up yesterday but you can make a right decision today um so do that on a regular basis so rightly if you want to reap a harvest of righteousness and can i tell you it's worth it it's worth it to sow rightly because when you do you get that crop we have a, a guy in a, a former church that I pastored, and uh, 
he was the tomato whisperer. And uh, he had a tomato patch that he, and I mean, I don't, I've never tasted anything like him. As far as I'm concerned, in the new earth, he needs to be in charge of the tomato growing because, oh, my goodness, when you would eat into, you'd bite into one of those tomatoes, it was like the hallelujah chorus going off. It was amazing how good they were. And, uh, and he, but he would work. He would, do, he would take all that effort and all that preparation so that he could enjoy that time of harvest. I want to tell you something. It pays. There's nothing you can invest in that is more uh, rewarding in your life than to sow rightly uh, to the Holy Spirit in your life. It will bring a great blessing over time in your life. So, reaping a harvest of righteousness, first first of all, sow rightly. Secondly, sow persistently. Sow persistently. Um, Look at verse uh, 9. So we must not get tired of doing good. We must not get tired or weary in doing good. Uh, We don't need to give up, the latter part of the verse says. Have you ever just been discouraged in your walk with God? Maybe things have been hard. Maybe uh, you've had a bad hair day. Or maybe somebody doesn't like you. Or somebody's giving you a hard time. And when you get discouraged and you think, you know, I've been sowing, I've been sowing, I've been sowing. Is it really worth it? And you begin to question and you begin to think, you know, boy, it sure would be nice to just quit. I wouldn't have to deal with this. And and you're thinking about this and everything. Listen, don't quit. Sow persistently. Farmers have bad years from time to time, don't they? Uh, Sherry grew up in South Texas. In in South Texas, they have uh, boll weevils that, that attack the cotton. And so they have to treat their, their cotton crops. But occasionally they'll have a boll weevil outbreak, and it's not a good thing. They have a terrible year when that happens. Um, but guess what? If you're a farmer, you're going to be out there next year planting that, that crop again, right? Persistence. If, if a farmer gave up whenever he had a bad year, there wouldn't be a whole lot of things planted because every farmer has bad seasons in his life. I want to tell you something. You'll have bad seasons in your life. You know how I know that? The Bible says those who live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. The Bible also says that uh, we are uh, seven times a, a righteous man falls down, but the Lord picks him up, right? So there will be difficulty. There will be hardship in life. Uh, we live in a world where, where we're marred by sin. We have brokenness in our lives. There will be times when we fail others and others fail us. But take courage, because God is with you in the midst of your struggle and your battle. And he'll help carry you through. He will sustain you. Uh, I called unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. He lifted me up. He drew me out of the miry pit and set me on a rock. That's what David said. You know, I've seen God do that in my life so many times. God is faithful. Be persistent in your sowing. Uh, to the, the things of the Spirit in your life. Keep on keeping on, in season, out season. I, Paul told Timothy, Timothy, there's going to be good seasons as a pastor, there's going to be bad seasons as a pastor. In season and out of season, when it's popular, when it's not, you preach the Word, you keep on doing the ministry God's called you to do. You be persistent, Timothy, regardless of the atmosphere. Uh, 
all of us can take encouragement from that because there will be seasons where it's popular and seasons where it's not popular. I want to tell you, it used to be a lot more popular to be a child of God than it is today. But I want to tell you something. We still have the best message in the world. We still have the best Savior in the world, the greatest God in the world. We have a message to share. We need to be persistent in doing what God has called us to do. And as we sow, we'll reap. Um, that brings me to my next, uh, next point. How do we reap a harvest of righteousness? Well, so rightly, so persistently. Thirdly, so expectantly. So expectantly. He says... We must not get tired of doing good. This is verse 9. For we will reap at the proper time. We will reap at the proper time. Let me say that again. We will reap at the proper time. If we faint not. Keep on keeping on and so expectantly. So expectantly. Because you will reap. You know what the Bible calls this? Faith. Trust that God will reward what you are doing as you sow to the Spirit in your life. He will reward it. I love that psalm that says, He that goes out with precious seed, with tears weeping, will doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. I'm going to tell you something. We've sown a lot of seed out here in this community, uh, telling people about Jesus. And we've reaped some, reaped some harvest to it. But uh, I'm going to tell you something. I, I don't know when and how, but I do know that God will give us a harvest. I know it. I know it. I was reading a story today in, in a book that I, that I was looking at, and uh, this man had been in England. He was 100 years old. He was sitting under a tree and happened to think of a message he'd heard 85 years before. He gave his heart to Christ and was saved by the grace of God and lived three years for Jesus. I, I want to tell you something. The power of God's word is an amazing thing. As you sow, as you sow, 85 years later, that, that's a long time to wait for the harvest, isn't it? I don't even know if that pastor knew that that message, most people forget your, your message before the next sermon, right? I mean, uh, imagine that. 80, boy, God must have planted a seed in that man's heart. 85 years later, it bore fruit. Listen, keep on sowing. Keep on sowing. Keep on sowing. I heard Ray Comfort tell a story about this man uh, in Sydney, Australia. He would go out, and he'd pass out uh, gospel tracts to people. He'd just pass out gospel tracts, and he, and, uh, he would say something along these lines, uh, uh, if you were to die, would you be ready? If you were to die, would you be ready to meet God? And he would say that over and over to people, and he, as far as he knew, no one had responded, and he'd done this for years. A season of time came in his life, and he began to hear from different people who had come to Sydney and then had gone back to some place else, and, and they had, had gone and visited a pastor and said, hey, I need to be saved, or hey, I need to be saved. And, and person after person after person began to um, give him feedback about how God had used him in previous years in their life. Uh, he didn't know about it, but God had used the seed that he had planted. Uh, this is true 
uh, of sowing the seed of the gospel, but it's also true of sowing seed in our life just generally as we sow to the Spirit, as we do good things for other people, as we serve God, as we uh, spend time in His Word. We need to do so expectantly. Uh, I hope that when you come to God in your quiet time that you ask God, Lord, speak to my heart today, and you come with an expectancy to hear something from the Lord. Um, I hope that you come saying, Lord, help me to connect with you today, and you come with an expectancy to meet with God as you enter that time, a quiet time, uh, so expectantly. As you, as you interact with people, uh, look for those opportunities for God to use you. Be expectant as you interact with people throughout the day. Could this be God's opportunity for me to minister to someone? And then as you do, uh, expect for God to use it. So, uh, reaping a harvest of righteousness, how do you do it? So rightly, so, so, rightly, so persistently, so expectantly, and fourthly, so opportunely. Look at verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, I like that translation there. Uh, it's a word for time that's used in the Greek, but it has the idea of an opportunity that comes along and there's a specific opportunity, a specific window of time you have to do something. Uh, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. So we need to look for those opportunities that God gives us. Now, probably those opportunities are going to look different for different ones of us because we have different gifts, right? If you're ministering the body of Christ, you've got a different spiritual gift. Um, one of my gifts is teaching, and so chances are I may come across somebody who has a question. There's an opportunity that God has given me to minister to that person, to help maybe talk to them, teach them, and help them uh, with a question in their life, or to... Uh, talk with somebody about spiritual things to explain something. But for another person who has the gift of helps, it might be an opportunity to help. And, and uh, you know, you hear about somebody who's in need, and you think, boy, you know, I've got some time, I've got some resources, I can help this person, and God has given you that opportunity to minister. Uh, if you have the gift of giving, it might be an opportunity to give. You hear of a need, and, uh, oh, here's a need that, and the Spirit of God moves your heart, uh, I need to give to this need. And you give, and you bless that person through your gift. Uh, whatever the case may be, or maybe it's a need for prayer. Uh, you, you hear or you, you notice something going on in somebody's life, and, and God moves your heart. This is your opportunity to pray. Uh, obviously, the opportunity to share Christ or to invite somebody to church would be a great opportunity. But we look for these opportunities and we sow these good works. We're sowing to the Spirit, right? As you sow these good things, as God leads you through His Spirit, um, you reap a harvest of righteousness. Listen, you can't outgive God. When you sow, I, I don't care whether it's financially, I don't care whether it's of your time or of your gifts, as you do for God, as you serve God, you reap a harvest. You reap a harvest of righteousness. Paul was telling the church at Corinth, he says, look, um, as you give to the things of God, as you, he's talking about the, the needs in Jerusalem. They were taking up an offering for the things in Jerusalem. And he says, as you give to the things of God financially, you're going to find that you reap a harvest of righteousness. You see, 
what we do in sowing to the Spirit and being obedient to God is rewarded by God. And, and you know, sometimes we think of the financial rewards. We give and we think, okay, God's going to give and God will give to you. Good measure, pressed down, running over, it will be poured into your lap. And we think of that. And that's a good thing to think of. But what he, a greater harvest is the harvest of righteousness. As you give, God blesses your spiritual life. What an amazing thought. As you serve, as you use your spiritual gifts, guess what? God blesses your spiritual life. I remember the first time I, I began to teach, I, I, was, uh, I think I was 19 years old, and I was teaching the junior high boys class in my church. And as I began to, you know, it's like waking the dead, teaching junior high boys on Sunday mornings. And, you know, they're in a stupor. And, uh, you know, uh, I had one that never raised his head. He just sits there looking down at the table the whole time. And, uh, but what I found was as I began to prepare a Sunday school lesson for these boys, God began to minister to me, and he began to grow me. And what I was doing for others became a spiritual blessing for me. Or you go and you minister to somebody, uh, you know, maybe to encourage them. Have you ever done that? You go to encourage them, and, and maybe they're going through a hard time, and then they end up encouraging you. Have you ever had that experience? What a blessing. Um, as you sow, this principle of sowing, as you do for others under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, God blesses you. So, sow opportunely. Look at those opportunities that God brings your way. I, I remember um, I was out uh, fishing one day in Texas, and uh, we fished at the spillway. And I'd seen this guy there a number of times. He, he used uh, shad. He was, he was fishing for uh, stripers. And he would, he would stick his pole out over there, you know, and, and fish. And he had three or four poles going. And uh, I'm not that energetic a fisherman. I had one pole, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, I had seen him out there a number of days. And we had not spoken to each other um, or anything. But uh, the last couple of times that I'd seen him, I'd, I'd kind of talk with him a little bit. And, and this particular time, and I don't even remember how this happened, but somehow... Uh, he asked me about a spiritual, something that had to do with the gospel that he didn't understand. And, and we got into this discussion, and for 30 minutes we had a discussion about the gospel, sitting there with fishing poles in our hands. I believe with all my heart that was an opportunity that God gave me. It was one of those opportune moments. And uh, afterwards he said, uh, I won't tell you the specific denomination of his church, but he said, I've learned more talking to you in 30 minutes than I've learned all the years of my life going to my church. <laughs> Guess what? That was a divine appointment. That was an opportune moment that God gave me to sow into his life. But guess what? It encouraged me too. I was encouraged that God was able to use that man and, um, and, and what a blessing that was. Um, I, I think of um, people that have taken opportune moments in my life. Have you had those people in your life that have, have been there for you in a difficult time? Um, I think of a friend I had in Texas who was there for me when I was going through a struggle with, with, my, with my church. And he said, just come by my office and talk with me. We'll pray together. And uh, we, be, we did that uh, a number of times. I took him up on that offer. 
I was blessed immensely by that relationship, and he was blessed. He told me later on, he said, you, you don't understand, you blessed me too. And so we, that fellowship that we had, as he took that opportunity to minister to me, it ended up blessing us both. He was an encourager. And so uh, take those opportune moments so opportunely so that you can reap a harvest of righteousness. How do you do it? You sow rightly, you sow persistently, you sow expectantly, and you sow opportunely. And as you sow, whoa, this is the exciting part. Eventually you get to reap a harvest. What an exciting thing. I tell you what, it doesn't get any better than when you are speaking with somebody who's lost and their heart is ready and they give their heart to Christ. Tell you what, I, I never get tired of that. I, I never get tired of that. It pumps me up. I, I'm getting pumped up just thinking about it. What an exciting thing. The harvest. Now, a lot of the, a lot of the work is not the harvest. A lot of it's planting. A lot of it's watering. Uh, but when the harvest comes, what a joyful thing it is. Or that harvest of righteousness that we're talking about. When you begin to enter into a new level in your walk with God and there's a new sweetness and there's a new blessedness in your walk with God, uh, a new sense of His presence, what a blessing that is. I want to tell you something. Money doesn't satisfy. Fame doesn't satisfy. Jesus satisfies. And as you sow to that in your life and you begin to walk more closely with him, there's nothing like a relationship with Christ to lift you up and give you hope in this life. And here's the great thing. The reaping of the harvest doesn't just happen here. It happens in an eternal reward. The Bible says if we give a cup of water in his name, we won't lose our reward. So God will give us reward when we get to heaven. What a blessing that will be. And uh, crowns that we receive and so forth. But the Bible says we'll get these rewards and we'll use them for our worship time. We'll throw them at the feet of Jesus. Some people say, well, I don't want a reward. Uh, you, you know, just serving Jesus is enough for me. I do want rewards. I'll be honest with you. I want them. I want every one I can get. Because guess what? That gives me more to throw at my Savior's feet. And, and to worship him and honor him uh, in, that, in that time of eternity. Uh, this is what happens as we sow. We reap that harvest of righteousness now, but we also reap a harvest in the age yet to come. So uh, lift up your head, be persistent, sow to the things of the Spirit in your life, and you will reap a harvest of righteousness. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and for the, the instruction that you give us. Lord, help us not become weary in doing good, but help us be persistent in sowing to righteous, godly things in our lives. Help us sow expectantly, Lord. Help us sow at those opportune moments that you give us so that we can reap a harvest of righteousness. Lord, let there be a harvest of lost souls that are saved. Let there be a harvest of righteous and godly lifestyles. And, and sweet fellowship with you.